Welcome back, ladies, gentlemen, children, mole men, rat people, and aliens of the world. This is another episode of the Off the Books podcast. Join me on this episode as we take a little journey to the mouth of the river and bless ourselves in the holy water that it is. I am your heavenly father, Mr. Brandon Humerick, here once again today. Well, this is di- this is a different this is a different you. This is an alter ego almost. Yes. This I am here today with my special guest, the thrice time published author. Yeah, the thrice time published author, Miss Taylor Kaufman. Oh my! <laughs> what the fuck was that? I'm so sorry. Hi. <laughs> I got weird when it's mine. Yeah, okay, so um, <laughs> thank you for joining me today. Whatever the fuck that was can be left in the past. I'm on my second beer. Give me a chance. <laughs> but today we are doing the first of what I hope can become a multi-part series for us. Um, and this is an author interview episode. Whoop, whoop. And today, how better to start than with our very own Taylor. And a few burps in there. Four of them, to be precise. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. But, like I said, what better way to start than with our very own Taylor, who has been published multiple times now. Thank you. Have you put... So, (laughs) are you self-published or are you with a publishing company? So, I'm self-published. So, I publish under lulu.com. Um... They publish. You can you can get like ebook, uh, paperback, or hardcover. They also do like calendars if you want children's books. Like you can pick them of like an array of things. Interesting. And then they push it out. They like you don't have to pay anything. They push. They give you an um, ISBN number. They give you uh, the ability to push it out globally to Barnes and Noble, Amazon, um, Google Books, a few mm-hmm. other big book people and then um you get obviously they get their margin you get your margin revenue and then the the other third party gets their revenue so so i mean is it is it an easy process to get yourself self-published through them it's a very easy process i always say because i try to go through publishers when i was because my i wrote my first published book was a novel i have since taken it down because it was like i published it when i was in 10th grade Mm-hmm. So, it so you, was, you've been doing this for almost eight years now. I've been doing it, yeah, for a long time. Yeah. And writing before that. I mean, I right. have short stories from when I was in second grade, mm-hmm. like murder mystery stories. Well, that's so, kind of dark and depressing for a, you know, a seven-year-old, but okay. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> Do now understand who oh, I Oh, we should have known that you were going to be a weird kid back, way back then. Way back then. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, the self-publishing route was pretty easy, but they were the only one who were able to self-publish you or publish you at all under the age of 18. Gotcha. So, I went with them just for that, and they actually have been pretty good with the distribution of my product. Yeah, so you've, you've been working with them ever since. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Okay. Um, so, you you just put a book out few months ago well i guess it was it was six months ago or so now wasn't it yeah um january 8th oh eight months ago fuck yeah. i'm behind 
No, it's been a while. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. But I never... It, it feels like it went by fast because this year feels like it... Yes. Yes, that is very so. true. That is very true. So this most recent book that you put out, why don't you give us a little breakdown of it? I would love to. So this is my second book. Uh, so it's a poetry book. Mm-hmm. So this is my second poetry book that I've written. Um, the first one is... Uh, called This Flower Will Bloom, and it's basically um, going through, like, the life of, of a high school kid. Um, whether you're male or female, you should be unable to, like, learn from it and, like, understand and, and kind of be like, oh, I feel I felt like that, or I feel like that, no matter how old you are. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of just, like, touching on the bullying of high school and how real it is and um, you know, as a, as a kid, you're looked at very sexually and you have to grow up to be this very sexualized woman or very masculine man, you know, and it's kind of like dealing very with that. So. so my second book, which we're talking about today is outside of high school and focusing more on like the love aspect of life mm-hmm. and kind of being like, well, you gotta, you gotta love yourself yeah. first. You can't expect anybody to to love you or you can't expect to earn love if you can't even love yourself it's very Mm -hmm. hard and so it kind of goes into like lust happiness sadness depression grief and anxiety through the second one um just an array of emotions what i've been feeling for my short amount of adulthood Mm -hmm. so far and going through relationships especially so this one well, darling, I hate to tell you, but you are going to continue to feel those things throughout <laughs> mm-hmm. your adulthood. Yes. Maybe, I'm hoping that once I hit 30, things will just kind of level off for me, but I think they're <laughs> going to get worse, honestly. I, I feel the same. <laughs> but, You're 22. Yeah. <laughs> 23, bitch. Okay, 23. But still, you've got seven years to go. I've got 13 months. True. Very, very true. <laughs> As I'm doing a wave over here. Why are you being a wacky waving inflatable arm flowing too, man? Are you from Al Harrington? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, I, I love, I, I like, I had a hard time with like my first, I would say real relationship. So yeah. this is dealing with that first real one. Because mm-hmm. I think a lot of people go through that. They have their first real relationship, whether it is in high school or right out of high school and college, whatever it is. And then you just deal with all the pain that comes with it. And I right. think that's like, and I feel like this was, this was a good way for you to express the mm-hmm. the pain that you felt from that and get it out and deal with it in a way. I mean, there's, yeah. there's still things from my first relationship that I haven't dealt with and it still fucks me up at times. Yeah. I think it's closure. It brings you closure to be able to get it out there mm-hmm. and understand that, um, other people feel the same way. Like you're not alone in those feelings or thoughts. Like, you know, it's, it's nice to understand that you're validated yeah. no matter how crazy you sound or feel. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause I had our, my one friend of the family, she is 26, I believe. And she was able to understand the exact same feelings I was as a 26 year old, a little bit older than me. Her mom also read it and said, I understand how you felt like it brought me back in time Mm -hmm. and but in like a good way she was like now i feel validated 
that I wasn't a crazy little hormonal teenager. Like right. I feel validated that I felt these ways and I'm not crazy for thinking that, that people even today still have those issues Yeah. or, or thoughts or whatever. Yeah. I mean, they are the things that, that you mentioned as main topics for this, this, this book are things that are generational. They're, yeah. they're not things that, you know, just today's early 20s and teenagers are dealing with. I dealt yeah. with them fuck, almost 10 years ago. I mean, my, I'm not sure my parents dealt with them. Your parents dealt with them. Mm-hmm. Obviously, our friend's parent dealt with them. Yeah. Like, it's it's a th- something that can cross generational boundaries. Yes. So, um, why poetry? That's a great question. I think I, I ask myself that all the time. Because I was not a poetry person. Like, mm-hmm. growing up, I did not I did not write anything, I, like, poetry-wise. Like, I I loved Edgar Allan Poe. Like, right. he's, he's my boo. Yeah. But... Especially I, us, us being from Maryland. Exactly. But, like, I was never really into the roses are red, violets are blue. Like, I don't like the much rhymey shit. Like, I just thought it was very... Uh, overdone and I, I just didn't care for it i liked the darkness that edgar Allan poe brought into it mm-hmm. but you have to have like a shit ton of trauma to be where he was you know well i feel like a lot of people think that when they hear poetry they're just like oh every you know every other line's gonna rhyme or something exactly. like that it's and it's not that it has to rhyme it has to have a certain structure to it yes and i think um there's a lot of great uh, authors who I love who I think made me want to because I had already written at this point when I found these authors but I think it really hit a breaking point for me of like I can actually sell this and I can actually get it out there to the world and one of my favorite authors is Amanda Lovelace Mm. and she writes really good poetry that's not rhymey and um, it deals with the hard topics that nobody wants to talk about it's not and when i say love and lust like it's not all like he loves me he loves me not like her i think that's why i love like both of my work and her work together because it hits the deep hard ones that you don't want to talk about like she has a trigger warning list in the beginning of her books because mm-hmm. it deals with suicide and you know all these deep dark emotions um, that people need to be aware about before reading something right. like that. You know, it could really trigger somebody. The type of shit that's like, oh, he hit me today, but does he really love me? He tells me he loves me, but I don't know if he really does, but I know I love him and I think I can change him and shit like that. Exactly. It's yeah. dark, but it, and it, there's a lot of metaphors in it. And I think that's why I love it the most. And I think that's why I love my book too, is because, and not to be like, <laughs> yay me, but like, a, it's, it's all about flowers and analogy of flowers right. and, and growing and, and stuff like that. So I think we can look at nature in of in, in and of itself and, and compare it to yourself and being like, you know, this tree looks dead this year, but next year or in a month it's it's bloomed again, you right. know? Well, I, I don't think, you know, loving your own work is, is a yay me thing. I think you should love your own work. If you're mm-hmm. if if you're going to put it out for the masses to see, I think you should be in love with it and you yeah. should want them to love it the way that you do. I agree. And I, I love the cause I posted about my book on, on TikTok multiple times. Mm-hmm. And both my first and my second. And my second one did, like, blow up a lot. Like, a lot of people commented on it. Um, people said the, you know, the cover looks like um, one of a famous author's um, poetry book, Milk and Honey. 
mm-hmm. which it kind of does. It, it kind of resembles that. It's the black background with the white coloring on top. Right. Um, but it's cool to see that people uh, want to know about it and that they're they're comparing it to these other authors who are fantastic. Mm-hmm. And it's like, wow, you're, com- you know, it's, it's not like a shit. They're comparing me to, you know, I did terrible because it looks the sim- same. No, it's like, Oh shit. You're comparing me to this fantastic author that I have all their books on my shelf, you know? Right. So it's more of like a compliment. Like I have so many people say, Oh, my little sister bought it, you know, and she's mm-hmm. right going right into high school. And, you know, I, I think this will really help her or, you know, it's, it's been, awesome to like see all those comments and be like i'm not crazy you yeah know? you you want your your audience to be able to read it and grow such as the flowers and parts exactly. of nature that you you mention yeah because i had dealt like in my high school life i had two kids and my uh, one kid that i was very close with and um he was like a brother to me he he passed away due, due to suicide in my 10th grade year he was a senior very next year, we had a kid in my class commit suicide the very same way. So it's it's definitely dealing with, like, hard topics like that. And, you know, it's not not every high school is, like, the regular drama. I mean, every high school has their regular drama. But I wanted to touch the topics that people don't want to touch is, mm-hmm. like, the bullying and what comes out of it. And hopefully someone reading my work would feel better and not want to hurt themselves or... Right. Um, you know, it's just stuff like that. It's kind of like, I hope people understand there's somebody listening. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's someone out there that empathizes with them exactly. and knows exactly what they're going through. Yeah. Whether you know their face or not, you right. know, somebody's there right. and somebody cares. Yeah. So. Yeah. That's, that's, I, I can, I, I can, you know, I feel what you're saying there because I, as, as a, as a male that went through the school that we went to Mm -hmm. and especially someone that was involved with sports, there was a very, there was a stigma that I felt with. And especially coming from a a family that was very involved in the school, that was Mm -hmm. very sports heavy. Like there was a stigma that I felt that I had to live up to, Mm -hmm. to the point that it's like, I wasn't true to myself. Yeah. And I wasn't true to myself until I was damn near 27 years old. Yeah. And it, it kills you when you're not able to be like that. Oh, it drains your battery. I, I totally understand. Like, it makes you not want to be out around people. Because yes. if you're in school or college or at work and you're pretending to be this different person uh, for other people around you, and then you get home, you don't want to go out with anybody else. You don't want to hang out with anybody. You're drained. Yeah, and it's it, very it, hard. It's like, how long do I have to wear this mask? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Excuse me. <laughs> you are. <excused. laughs> this has been a heavy conversation, and we we are and should be drinking through this. Yeah, it is. It's yeah, because there's a lot of like heavy topics, and but it's a conversation that needs to be had. As yeah, well. it's a conversation that should be should be happening more often than not, especially nowadays with with the suicide rates up mm-hmm. and, and and just self harm and things like that, and with the school shootings and, and whatnot that are going on as well. Yeah. Definitely. Um, oh, I had another question for you, and I just I just <laughs> fucking lost it. Um, where are people able to find your book right now? Right now on Amazon, Google, I think. Google, yeah. 
and Barnes & Noble Online. Barnes & Noble Online, but not in the store. Not yet, but I'm hoping. um, You're kind of doing a little work and working with them? Yeah, because it's also like if they see the amount of sales going on online, they would Mm -hmm. probably bring it into store. So I get Amazon has Prime, but I... To anybody listening and who wants to support this book, I suggest going through Barnes & Noble because then it, it definitely helps boost mm-hmm. what I've already been saying to them. Right. Uh, but, like, I can't show them Amazon sales. Right. You know, it's easier to show them their sales and what well, and, I'm contributing. And once you are able to get more sales going on on their website, maybe they can even get you in for, for book signings and things yeah. like that. And, like, yeah. Yeah, and I would love to do that. So, so what are some of your favorite passages from this book? First of all, what is the synopsis of this book? You okay. have not read that for us yet. Sorry. It's my okay. Synopsis. It's very small. So uh, my synopsis is uh, growing up is filled with so many emotions, happy, sad, lust, depression, anxiety. As you get older, you want to be, you want to love and be loved, but nothing is that simple. In Still Growing, it touches the subject of love and how messy it can really be, no matter how old you are. Very nice. Thank you. I appreciate it. So what are some of your favorite um, passages from this book? I would love to share. That is a lot of taps. It is. I'm I'm just picking and choosing at this point, just randomly. You are fine. It's not like we we don't have the time. (laughs) So We're here for the whole episode. (laughs) So what I love about my book is that I think I do something a little bit different from normal um, poetry authors, Mm -hmm. which is creating chapters within it. Okay. So... With this and with my first book as well, I try to keep the theme throughout both books, is that it's broken down into three chapters. So the point of that is you're not going through a regular poetry book and, you know, it's happy, it's sad, it's littered throughout, and, you know, it could end on a sad note, you know, and then you're left feeling not empty, but it's just blank. Yeah, you're you're ending kind of blank. You're ending Mm -hmm. like well, shit, what's next kind of thing. And so what I love about mine is mine starts sad um, in the first uh, chapter, first part, I would say, called Falling Petals. Um, The second part is uh, still sad, but you're working your way through it. You're learning, you're adjusting, and that one's called Cover and Pollen. And then my Hmm. third part is where, you know, things finally come into place for you your understanding that it's okay to feel like this or be like this. And that one's called sprouting up. So definitely very, very much flower talk. Yeah. But um, I liked it because it was just the the seed and the, you know, pollination part of it. So you look bad at first, but you cover yourself in a little bit of pollen, you grow. Wow. Yeah. I think of seed and pollen and think of coitus. Okay. <laughs> As I'm about to read the like first <laughs> poem. <laughs> uh, anyways, are you good? I'm fantastic. Are you? <laughs> All right. So 
what I really love, and this is why, okay, this is why I'm reading this one first, is the first poem in the book. But I love it so much, and that's why I put it as the first one. So, this first one says, I never planned to write about love or the breaking of it, but love planned for me and the harsh breaking of me. And I, I love that a lot because I wrote that when I was very much at the end of my relationship and it was kind of like we both knew we were done we were just kind of waiting for that last like drop to happen for like one of us to mess up or say something wrong so that it gave us more validation to 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 break up and to do the the thing we wanted to do right but um i really i just really love that passage i just think I was at a pretty big low for that relationship. And I think beauty came out of it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. So I liked that. You, when you have these relationships that kind of break you, mm-hmm. um, I think that they can honestly, at the time, they suck. Yeah. They They suck. They hurt. But they can be some of the most powerful moments of your life. Yes. I mean, I... You and I have discussed it. I went mm-hmm. through a horrible relationship. Yeah. And it wasn't just the other person. It was part of me. But mm-hmm. going through that helped me figure out who I am, what I love, and it helped me rekindle my relationship with your sister. Yeah. And it, it took having my heart broken to find her, to help her repair me, and to fall in love all over again. That's really cute. And I think that's why I also love my book because I think I do something. I mean, there's a lot of people that do this in their work as well, but I think my book definitely talks about it's not name blaming. It's not just saying you're in the wrong. I definitely think it's like I know I did shit stuff too. It, it's, I, I it's, a ref- up. it's a reflection, an honest reflection of yeah. the relationship. And of course, there's going to be the ones that like you're an asshole, but like. Like, at that time, if I, you know, I honestly thought he was an asshole. Like, so that's an honest review. (laughs) And from what you've told me, your sister's told me, your mom and your dad has told me, you're not wrong. No. But (laughs) you do, like, I did have to understand, like, it wasn't, it takes two people to to break up. And, you know, he, he did his shit, he said his shit, I said mine. So, did I say it as harshly? No, but... (laughs) In the wise words of one William Madison, it takes two to tango. <laughs> you got a ladder in here? <laughs> you got a ladder in here? <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah. Well, I so, see what's going on. <laughs> do you want me to read one from each like part? You do that. This is an interview with you. You do this however you would like to. Perfect. Okay. Perfect. If there, if, if there only was someone purring in my arm. I know, right? Where's right. Bits? <laughs> <laughs> Grab the cat. Um, okay, so this next one, I skipped a couple that I did tab. You're welcome. And this one's from the second part. And I, I love this so much, and I'll explain why afterwards. But um, it, it says, and the before I say it, but... I like how mine are also smaller. Like you're not reading huge long passages. It kind of gets to the point, you know, and then yeah. you can just move on. Um, 
So all of the ones I picked are, are pretty small. I do have longer ones, but I was like, we don't have time. Um, so this one says, you held the key to my heart, but to protect myself, I changed the lock. And sometimes I can hear the key jingle in the door handle, waiting for it to unlock something it will never have access to anymore. I really like that because it took me a damn near while to like get over like the breakup and and I like the one thing I hated was I asked for space and that was the one thing I did not get Mm -hmm. so like I was already checked out like and I think a lot of people can understand that like when you're done with a relationship you're done you're checked out yes absolutely and it's very hard though sometimes to not answer a call or not answer a text because it's like I I have things more to say or that I can say, but is it technically right for me to say those things? Right. The the damage is done. Should I really be answering? Yes. Should I really be adding more flame, you know, fuel to the fire? Um, and I think that's why I, I wrote that poem a, a week after we him and I had broken up because he would send flowers. He would send chocolates he would send all this stuff and yes it was a nice gesture i'm not trying to be an asshole but when you it didn't erase the pain exactly and then it's also like i asked you to do one thing and and it was more i even said after this week of just letting me be and just having this space apart we will talk we'll meet in person we'll have a conversation and whatever comes out of that is done if i ask you not to speak to me again that's final. If I ask you to have some sort of part of my life, if you want to, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But I, I can say in, in his defense, it, when you care about someone, it yes. is it is hard to give them space because you you don't know how much space is, especially especially as a man. Yes. You don't know how much space is too much space. and You don't know how much is too little. Exactly. And I think I I liked seeing that he was trying to fight, but at that point... The fight was over. The fight was over. The fight was over. He had yeah. been knocked out two rounds ago, and he just didn't realize it yet. Exactly. It was kind of like... And I even said to him, because he got really upset, and, and this is my assholeness coming out, but he got really upset because I, at the end, when we had our last kind of fight, hurrah, whatever, I was not crying. I was not fighting back. I was not yelling at him. I was not screaming. And he just got more and more angry and, like, screaming at me and, like, why aren't you fighting? I was like, there's nothing to fight for. I'm yep. done fighting. Like, what do you want me to do? <laughs> so it was kind of, it's, yeah. I have a very similar experience to that where yeah. I was having a conversation with that last person and they were, like, I think crying their eyes out and was mm-hmm. like i think we should get a divorce and i was like yep sounds good yep great let's Did, do it had no emotion behind it whatsoever just like yep yep that sounds that sounds like the best thing we can do mm-hmm. just yep. like when when it and when it's over it's over like and there's there's not a lot that's gonna bring it back no you and can't put you can't put life support on a relationship no you can you can try and plug the holes in the side of the ship, but that ship's going down one way or another. Exactly. And people just don't understand that. Like I have to understand, like, I could have done better, you know, but like everybody could have done better in their relationships. And I think that's why I love 
what I got to write because people can understand, like, you might feel like an asshole afterwards, but, like, you have to realize you have to take care of yourself. And if they're not taking care of you anyways, like, there's nothing to do. Hun, you you say now that you think you could have done better. And yes, you could have. Not Mm -hmm. in that relationship, but with the man you choose to be with. Exactly. And I I definitely think that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Because this isn't a therapy session, but like... It is a little bit. A little bit, yeah. Because it's personal experiences, but um, like, and I've talked about this before and I'm very open about it, like a lot of our fights were about another woman. So it was very like, I already knew he was checked out. So why are you trying to fight for me? Right. If you, if I know you're going to run to her, which they did, did. (laughs) they did. And they've been together for like two years now. So congratulations. Isn't there a child in that relationship too? No. Okay. I'm thinking of something else though. I'm thinking of something else. Yeah, not yet. <laughs> not yet. Fuck. <laughs> damn. God damn. Poke a hole in that cock. <laughs> Just don't do that to me, okay? I ain't no. you I know you ain't trying to be an auntie yet. No, hell no. You know did you see me with the kids yesterday? Yeah, you look terrified. <laughs> yeah, I was. It was a terrifying experience. Hopefully I never have to do that again. You can be an auntie to Betty. Which even I was like, take her back. Kayla called me uncle called, called me Uncle Brandon yesterday, and I was like, "Oh, whoa, <laughs> take those uh, words back." <laughs> I, one, I can do that with one kid right now. But this is the second one getting out of that. <laughs> like I know you, you and Danielle are best friends, and that's cool. She's Auntie Danielle all day. I'm Brandon. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. I'm I'm Auntie Danielle's boyfriend. Auntie <laughs> <laughs> <Andy> Danielle. <laughs> all right. So, do you want me to read like one more, two more? Whatever you want to do. Okay. And then we'll just have, I guess, more questions. Great. I'm just going to read. <laughs> All right. So this one I really love. Um, I have, I'll, I'll read just two more. But um, these two I really love. Um, a lot of them, a lot of the grief ones I kind of kept out because. You don't want our listeners to be sad? <laughs> no. <laughs> And, and it's, it is more personal. I mean, not that it's super personal that I mean, I put it in a book, but I was like, going to say, this is a published book. Yeah. How personal can it be? <laughs> exactly. But like, it does deal with like the cancer side of things. Mm-hmm. So it's like, that's just gets sad. That's you know? not something we're attempting to put out on the show yet. Exactly. If you do want to know about it, you can find Taylor's book and you can read into it, but it's not mm-hmm. something that we're willing to just put out there. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. All right, so my next one um, is still from the second part, uh, and it's kind of similar to the first one that I read, um, but I I really liked this one. I really liked the way it flowed Um, after I read it, or after I wrote it, I was just like, damn, that was good. Like, I was like, you did good work. I had to pat myself on the back. You're just like, fuck. (laughs) I know I'm good, but fuck, (laughs) I'm real good right now. God damn. <laughs> like, I sent this to my friend, and she just goes, fuck. <laughs> I was like, right? Anyways. <laughs> All right, so this one, um, this one's still from the second, the, the second part. From the second part. Yeah, you know what I meant. So, this one says, I can never be prepared, falling out of love with your touch, your laugh, your kisses on my forehead. 
I was never prepared to fall out of love with those things because I was never prepared to fall out of love with you. And I think I liked that one a lot because it dealt like a lot of people are able to realize that. I think I'm the crazy one too. I go into relationships or I go into conversations and I'm like, okay, I wonder if I fall with this person like hard, you know, and like I'm going to forget, which is good to an extent, but I'm going to forget all the whatever I did or said or had with the person before and I'm going to start new with this person but wonder if they're not that last person falling easily is such a good thing and a bad thing as well agreed because I do yeah I do I do too I I think it's um I think it's also uh can be considered a coping mechanism as well you know for sure somebody and everybody wants somebody you know so to to have somebody with you 100% of the time is fantastic if that's what you like. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's why I was the type of person that all through high school, I was in and out of relationships constantly. Yeah. Constantly. Mm-hmm. Because I was looking for that person. I was looking for that support that I didn't feel like I was getting. Yeah. Even I though, I mean, I was, I, you know, I was getting all the love in the world at home. Mm-hmm. I just, for some reason, I felt like there was something missing. Oh, yeah. And I think we can all agree with that. Yeah. And that's what I, I love to write about is, you know, if if you don't have support at home or in a relationship or friends or whatever, at least I believe in you. Mm-hmm. I believe in your, your pain and your suffering and your grief and happiness and whatever it is. So. But your friend was right. Fuck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I agree. That was heavy. Yeah. Like, it wasn't heavy enough that I couldn't pick it up, but, like, I was struggling, too. Yeah. Oh, it's hard. (laughs) Like, I I definitely find some of mine, like, I can't look at them again. Like, once they're in here. Like, when I was editing my book, it was hard to go back and edit these. I was was just laughing at sometimes there's some of mine that I just can't look at once they're in here. Mm -mm. Tis what she proclaimed. I was waiting for it. (laughs) You looked at me and I was like, he's about to say it. He's about to say it. I that's why you just kept talking it. through it. Yep. I, that's, that's why I was like, I'm not going to give him a, a, an entry here. <laughs> Tis what she proclaimed. <laughs> Tis what she proclaimed as well. <laughs> We've gone with Tis what she proclaimed instead of that's what she said because it's a little fancier. A little fancier. <laughs> Pinkies up. <laughs> Tea cups up. <laughs> Pinky. 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 <laughs> Okay, right, so this one is... Random Spongebob reference. Yeah. Check. <laughs> Done. We're good for the episode. Uh, so this one uh, is the last one I'll say from, from this book. Uh, and it's from the the last part and what I would say happier part. Um, and this one this one's also short, but uh, it says, Even if I knew in the beginning you were only in my life temporarily... I would still not change what we had or what we broke together because even though we do not speak, even if we hate each other, we get to hold on to the times where we, where we loved each other. And I wonder what could have been. Hmm. And I liked that because that was like when I kind of, when I finally came to peace about everything of breakups and all that, I was just like, it was kind of like the, I hope 
and I have some poems like this in, in my book as well, but it they're like one one a one liner or two liner. Right. But it's I hope even though we had our issues and most of those issues were about her, I hope she's able to give you what I couldn't. Yeah. You know, and the happiness that I couldn't. Or, yeah. you know, and it's like you you still wish the best for those people, um, after you get over the yeah. pain that they cause, you know? You're more of an adult than I am. I try to be. No, I, I still hate the motherfucker. But, <laughs> but I, I don't still... wish happiness at all. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I wish pain and misery. <laughs> I hope he picks up a thumbtack and it stabs him. I'm just saying. No, I just hope that like there's constantly little pebbles in their shoes. <gasps> Dude, same. And that's like... That's all Dastardly. Yeah, that's like, how dare you? <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean... I, there are there are definitely like i i definitely wish the best for him and it is what it is what it is but you are a bigger person than me yeah i just think it's also like if i don't say it how can i get over it you know i'm also a libra and hold grudges like a motherfucker i'm a taurus and i'm just a bull in a china shop i just ruin it (laughs) so i can see it thank you um <laughs> that's a compliment I'm an, I'm an earth sign what can i say <laughs> i'm an air sign i guess that's some kind of airheaded at times yeah you are um <laughs> explains about your mom sometimes too i love your mom but this, <laughs> like at dinner <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh okay so a little little sidebar so we're all at dinner and my mom goes She's looking at these bridal shower, like, cookies. For um, one of our friends, yeah. not for either of us. No. Not and yet. I was getting there. Um, so she picks one up and she goes, these cookies are gorgeous and very pretty. And I was like, do you need another synonym? Can I buy you another synonym? <laughs> can I bu- Hey, Pat, can I buy a vowel? Can I buy a vowel? <laughs> and she goes, <laughs> No, I meant like very delicious, like very good. And I'm like, good or pretty? <laughs> like we, where's the synonym? Good and pretty are the same. Didn't mm-hmm. you know that? Mm-hmm. That steak I had tonight was, was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful steak. It was delicioso. <laughs> delicioso. But yeah, <laughs> I agree. But I think the, so. You said you have something from a book that you're working on right now that you want to share. Yes. And I would absolutely love to hear that. Because I, just for the comparison. Yeah. So our, so, our listeners can compare as well. Mm-hmm. So, I so don't I like said, that sound. I know, me either. <laughs> so I have all... I, okay, so I have definitely grown um, from the relationship I was in to now. But with COVID and dealing with COVID being alone and not having that significant other or anything like that, it was sad at some points. And I mm-hmm. think we can all agree with that. A lot of people <clears throat> couldn't see their loved ones and, you know, it was just a hard time for all of us. But in, so I'm trying to write this third one and when will that come out? No clue. Um, I'm hoping within two years. <laughs> TBD. Yeah. TBD. But because of how much I'm writing right now, because with my new job, it's not, as much as I can. Um, it would definitely be like two to three years to when this would ever be finished. Um, but the this one specifically, I do really love because I think it 
often, I think it can be taken so many ways. It can be taken as grief, um, a loss of a loved one, um, or breakups. And I think this one really holds that all together. And I, I love it. And I know I said, oh, I moved on. But like, this one does talk about my ex still, you know, because that was one of my, that was my only really serious relationship. So this one says, I avoid your side of the bed. Even a year later, there is a small, still the smallest dip where your body used to lay. I avoid your side of the bed even now, even after my heart has mostly healed, even after I have cleaned the sheets until your smell is gone. I avoid your side of my bed long after I even forget how your body felt against mine. I avoid that side of the bed like the dark side of the moon, terrified of the memories it will bring back. Hmm. Boom. The dark side of the moon does have some crazy memories, especially with Apollo like 19 and 20, the ones they don't talk about. Agreed. Because that's where the aliens are. Agreed. <laughs> yeah. So I. Well, really tangent like back that. to our last episode. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. But I, I really like that. I think a lot of people can relate, you know. For sure. Um, for for sure. Yeah. So, yeah. But I hope, hopefully, that one can become uh, within my third one and that can be put out there yeah for sure yeah so what kind of advice would you give to any people that are attempting to write or are up-and-coming writers or anything like that mm. i say write just write just write because just keep at it yeah because there are a lot of times where i'll be in the car listening to music or something um, not driving. Let, let's get that out there. <laughs> not driving. I'll be like a passenger. Um, but like a certain song comes on and right. it makes you think of a, a certain memory or um, a movie comes on. And because I have a couple poems in my books that um, are not personal. They're either about friends who didn't have the voice or couldn't say it because um, it dealt with sexual harassment or, or stuff like that. Um, or, you know, there's uh themes that I saw in books and movies and, and TV shows that I was like, oh, this is so heartbreaking. I felt similar. Mm-hmm. Let me write it down. I always say no matter what you're feeling, even if you don't have the exact words at that moment, at least write the theme down or write, mm-hmm. you know, the, the plot line if you're trying to write a novel or a, a chapter or a scene. You know, I say break it down very small. Yeah. You know, don't try to think of like, I need the whole plot of the book or I need right. the whole plot of a poem. I say, what's the theme behind that? Are you looking for it to be sad? Are you looking for it to be happy? You know, what's your end goal? Mm-hmm. Start there, then work big. Yeah. Start small. Yeah, and I mean that's I, I think it's I think it's appropriate that as the two hosts of this this podcast that mm-hmm. one of us is a published author and I've I've always wanted to yeah. to write and I've been attempting to for about the last six months or so, and that's something that I need to do more often is like because mm-hmm. especially when I'm at work, I mean I. I operate a large piece of machinery, so it's a lot of time of just me driving across an open field and then yeah. turning around and coming back. Exactly. <laughs> I I just take always... out my phone, take down some notes of like yeah. I, this is what I'm thinking about right now. Because as I'm listening to books, I'm like, oh, you know what? Like this would make for a good idea for what what I'm trying to write. Exactly. Or you know, there's just a lot of books that I read um, that I I love the theme or I love the idea, um, or at least the 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 trauma behind a character or something mm-hmm. is is what I want to portray, you know? So right. it's just like 
you have to keep writing. And I have, I can't, I can even show you. I have so many notes on my phone of just random thoughts, um, half, more than half, haven't even come into any kind of storyline. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just the fact that if I need something, it's there. And it's like, I, I still want to f- remember it. Like, I don't want to forget that that special note that I had, you know? Yeah. And like a lot of dreams. If you get dreams in like very lucid, vivid dreams, write that down. Like mm-hmm. have a dream journal because that might turn into a cool fantasy novel yeah. or, you know, whatever. Well, yeah, I, I I know I appreciate the advice and I know that, that I'm sure our listeners out there is, as well do. Um. <clears throat> Is it just this book of yours that is that is available online with Amazon and with Barnes and Noble and whatnot, or is your second book as well? Uh, so this is the second one. My first one is um, available, I think, strictly on Lulu.com. I need to double check. Got you. Um, but I think it strictly is only on Lulu.com, um, just because they were going through. And it's no fault of of the publisher, but. Um, during that time they were going through changes of the of the website Mm -hmm. so when i was trying to get it for um, global distribution it didn't want to take my copy so it kind of yeah it was a little weird so again no fault of theirs um but it was it was definitely a little hiccup so right uh you can find that one on lulu.com uh the first one this flower will bloom it's called uh it's spelled L-U-L-U dot com. Um, and then my second one, Still Growing, you can find on um, Lulu as well or Barnes & Noble, Amazon, all those good good times. So Yeah. All right. Well, I thank you for uh, coming out and, you know, uh, telling us about the book and telling us about your process and where we can find this and things like that. Um you guys can find Taylor on Instagram at tcoff99. Taylor Cough. Taylor Cough99. I, I always go with tcoff. I always think that too. I know. Taylor Cough99. You can find us on Facebook at the Off the Books Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at Off the Books Podcasts. You can find Taylor on TikTok at Taylor. Taylor K Graphics. Taylor K Graphics. Mm -hmm. Uh, You can find me at the underscore Artorius. You can find us at Off the Books Podcasts. Um, Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, whatever. Um, Find us on Apple, Spotify, Anchor, everywhere. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your enemies. We don't care. We're just looking for listeners. And the more that you guys listen to this, we're just asking for 60 seconds. That's all we need. (laughs) We're just, if you listen to, if you listen to this show for 60 seconds, I should have said this at the beginning. If you listen to this show for 60 seconds, I can buy a boat. That's what I'm trying to do here. It's think of us like one of them big churches in Texas. that's just asking for a little bit of your money. (laughs) (laughs) If you watch or listen to 60 seconds, I can buy my lunch tomorrow, so that'd be nice. I just want to eat today. Daddy likes to eat, okay? I do. No, Wait. I was talking about me. Oh, you're daddy. <laughs> <laughs> do you need to tell me something? I mean... I have a 12-inch. <laughs> you talking about a Sonic hot dog? Hell yeah! Because <laughs> those are the best. They are. <laughs> Finger looking good. <laughs> oh my can God. we just... Can we just say, though, because that was the funniest thing that ever happened to me. 
On Tinder, I matched with a person who I thought was kind of attractive. Not even a high. Not even a, a eggplant emoji, which I get, but it's gross. I got, can you handle 12 inches? And the motherfucker was white, so obviously he was lying. Exactly. And I said back, Sonic hot dogs? I love those things. <laughs> why, why does someone have to lie about five inches and try and play it off as 12? I mean, it's the motion of the ocean, but damn. One of my friends used to tell me that he was hung like a tuna can, and that's what, what got it done. Ew. I hate the reference of a tuna can. <laughs> this is uh, good, uh, God, this is off the books again. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, um, thank you for listening. Go buy Taylor's book. Please. Um, maybe if you even message her sh- and maybe, sh- I don't know, maybe she'll send one to you and sign it. Or maybe if you send it to us, you'll buy it, send it to us, she'll sign it and send it back. Yeah. Or hopefully, um, I mean, you can always... You can always reach out to me. I would love to order the copy and, and I mean, pay me, obviously. But yeah, if, pay I, her, bitches. Yeah. I have copies on hand that I'm very much glad to, to sign and ship out with with whatever. And so, these are first editions. They're going to be worth some money someday when this show is big as shit. Hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stamp an off books podcast little <laughs> little library card in there. And then it's not going to be Reese's Book Club. It's going to be Taylor's Book Club. <gasps> T and B's book club. Off the books book club. I like it. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be off the books book club and it's just going to be movies. (laughs) (laughs) It's going to be, it's going to be where the crawl dad sing, not the book, the movie. It was a great movie. (laughs) No, the real life event where the author might be, might be getting charged with murder. (laughs) Anyway, (laughs) I digress. Thank you for listening. Um, I believe next week, I'm going to be away for a little bit. Yes. But once I get back, we are going to be going into another book. And I think I'm probably going to bring it back to the States this time. Okay. We're going to go with Ready Player One. It's an excellent book and an excellent movie. I'm so excited. I know. So Ah. look forward to Ready Player One after this episode. Taylor, Thank you for thank for, you for letting me do this. B. I've wanted to do this for a while. I think yes. this was the perfect time for it. Um, thank you all to for listening. Like I said, follow us. Tell your peoples. I don't give a shit. Let, put up billboards. That's what I want. I want someone to buy us a fucking billboard. If you can do that, <laughs> we, will, we will love you. We will pose for pictures. Okay. In front of the billboard with you. <laughs> yeah, and then you can put the pictures of us in front of the billboard on the billboard. billboard. Yeah. <gasps> That'd be great. Yeah. Could billboard pictures imagine? on a billboard. Mm. Yeah. Sexy. Anyways, uh, thank you for listening. And as I always say, good night, good morrow, and good morning to all of you. Thank you for listening. Bye, guys.